This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brandon Spinner and Michael Burns. Welcome back to Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Spinner, alongside one of my good buddies, Michael, Michael Burns, as you just heard. Michael Burns is here. Mikey, how are you doing today on this fine Monday? I'm doing pretty good. I I think I'm on like day one of a cold coming on. Maybe it's oh boy. Maybe it was a how you know holiday long weekend. It was nice weather here for us in Alabama. Yeah, happy Father's Day. Yes, thank you. You too. Uh, thank you. I played uh, good... played baseball on Father's Day. Yeah. What What was your uh, your line on the day? One for three with two strikeouts. One for three with two strikeouts. Yes. Oh boy. I played seven innings of second base then with. One ball hit to me. That's it. Fly ball. It. Not even a ground ball. No, not Good. even a ground ball. Well, if you had a ground ball, you'd probably be saying, "I wish I had a cup. I wish I had a cup. I wish I had a cup." No, I I knew we were we had we had a short short a smaller amount of people show up um, Sunday, and so I knew that I had a chance of playing on the field. So I wore a cup. On days well, I know I'm going to be pitching, I don't wear one. What's that? On days that I know I'm going to be pitching, I don't wear a cup. Ah, uh, smart cup check. Yeah, a little, little more loose and goosey on the mound, though, right? Yeah, when those PFPs have... start happening, though, yeah, those, for those yeah. PFPs, the cup yep. uh, is sometimes wanted. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, go just search Athletic Cup, and you'll know where we're talking oh, I thought and you were what gonna we're talking. Say, if you don't know what PFPs are, oh, <laughs> you went Athletic Pitcher Fielding cup. Practice. <laughs> yes, Athletic <laughs> Cup as well. PFP stands for Pitcher Fielding Practice. As far as us, you've made it a minute or two into this podcast already, and if you're still with us, thanks for sticking around. This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. We talk bourbon, we talk baseball, where our proof is high and our heat is high as well. So high proof, high heat. And we're going to do a bourbon review tonight. Before we jump into that, jump on to YouTube. That's where you can find us if you want the video portion of this podcast. But also, we put out other video shorts and content uh, and just some YouTube exclusive videos that you can find there. So go on over there. Find us, Barrels and Barrels Pod, on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. That's our handle. So at Barrels and Barrels Pod. And go follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We're on Twitter at Barrels and Barrels. And you can find our podcast wherever you stream podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. If you could do us a favor, you're listening to this on one of those, maybe on those platforms, scroll to where you have the rating portion or the reviewing portion of the podcast and give us a rating and a review just like we're going to do this bourbon today. We'd love all of your truth and honesty. Uh, so let us know what you think about our podcast. We're right now 15 out of 15, five stars on Apple and 10 out of 10, five stars on Spotify. Would love to hear more about your thoughts. And speaking of thoughts, we're going to dive right into this week's whiskey review. This is a bottle from Michael Burns. We're going with Sagamore Spirits Double Oak Rye. So Mikey, what you got for me? Yeah. So uh, speaking of leaving reviews, even if, if you've had the bourbon that we review and you want to let us know what you think of it. Uh, we'd love to hear, especially if you used our own rating scale. Right. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. We just had Jerry, who's on vacation in Kentucky, who is a whiskey kid in his peppers from A Poor Man's Poor. Uh, there are podcasts as well. He reviewed 
the winter whiskey from New Riff the other day, and he sent us uh, his thoughts on it, and he rated that a bench. Michael and I both DFA'd it, so uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, as Michael just mentioned, whether that is a whiskey review or it's just the review of our podcast. So speaking of a whiskey review, that's what we're doing today. Michael, what you got for me? Yeah, so this is Sagamore Spirits Rye, but it's a double oak, and... I'm not a major rye guy, but I own and have destroyed this bottle. Um, You've not only destroyed it. That's like the one thing that you talked about me for to for like two weeks. You were like, dude, this Sagamore double rye. Dude, this Sagamore double rye. This double oak. (laughs) So you sent me a sample. I tried it at your house before, but it's been a while. So we're going to revisit it. Yeah. So this is Sagamore Spirits double oak rye. So that gives it a little bit. It is 96.6 proof. And they age this about four to five years in high char new American oak barrels, of course. And then they transfer them over into toasted wave stave barrels. And that's for about an additional 18 months. And that's something that some of the double oaks or toasted don't tell you. Um, they don't tell you how long they did it, where Sagamore here is putting it on the label 18 months. Yeah, the transparency is very admirable and it is uh, very helpful. So, so thank you, Sagamore Spirits, for that. Uh, I know most of those toasted are even less than six months most of the time. I think Elijah Craig toasted barrels around six months and uh, the the others don't really disclose it. Like Woodford, I think Woodford I heard on a podcast is around six months as well. But Sagamore letting you know exactly at 18 months. Yeah, I had bought, I thought, I had Googled when, when my first daughter was born, I bought for the first time Woodford Double Oaked because I'd saw somewhere that it said nine months was how long mm. they did it. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. Nine months in the belly, nine months, you know, in, in the additional barrel. So that's why I bought that one. Um, so I'm seeing Brandon on the, on the bottle says aged in new charred oak barrels, distilled in Indiana, bottled in Baltimore. Um, yes. So do you think this is MGP juice? Uh, it is MGP. I think it's contract distilled rather than sourced. You're going to have to explain to me the difference between those two. So when you source it from someone, you're basically just buying their juice. Like, okay, MGP's five bourbon recipes are XYZ, PDQ, whatever. Uh, and you buy them from that, distill it. You can also get contract distilling where you're telling them what you want distilled. So this may not be the normal MGP mash for their rye. I know the normal mash is 95.5, but this is a composition of two different ryes. A okay. super high rye, which I believe is 95.5 or 99.1. Um, and then a lower rye mash bill, which would just be at least 51% rye within that mash and it's a combination of both so when i'm saying it is contract distilled sagamore reaches out to mgp says hey this is what we're looking for we want this mash bill this is how we want it distilled and then we want it in these barrels and then they send it off rather than just buying the juice that's already been distilled yeah or the distillate so that's the difference this is they do say it on their website 
Knowing how long it takes to build a distillery in 2013, we asked our friends in Indiana to distill two different mash bills for us. They make great whiskeys out there, and we couldn't be prouder of the product. So they bring it to Maryland in Baltimore, as you mentioned, and that is where the distillery is in Baltimore, right there uh, near the harbor. Uh, a very cool place um, to visit. Yeah. And uh, uh, Maryland Rye has actually got a, a little bit of a tradition behind it. I talked with Ginger Jess over at a whiskey fest this weekend in uh, Illinois. She's one of the the marketing reps and like the brand managers for the Midwest region of the United States. And so we talked a little bit about Sagamore. Uh, I like what they're doing out there. Fully rye um, and a little bit of a different hint and a little bit different of a flavor. But yeah, you said four to five years. So it's just a blend between those four and five year whiskeys. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I think MGP um, has been doing that since 2013, but they've been distilling since 2017 their own spirits. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more and more of this of their bottles turning towards their own distillate or at least a blend of both. Okay. Now on the, I'll give a little description. I just noticed on the cork says 1909, which you can see there in the video. Um, and I think that there's a story behind. So 1909, it says each one of our products is proofed with pure limestone filtered water from our spring house, which was built in 1909. And that's why on each bottle appears a special 1909 marker. And that's coming from their website. So uh, that's cool. 1909, there's a lot of history and uh, years on that. So that doesn't mean that, that that Sagamore has been around since 1909, but that house was built in 1909. Yeah, that... Um, limestone spring house is what they called it. I, th I think the distillery has been around since 2013 when they, they revamped it. I believe there's a lot of history that there was something there in the past. Uh, to be honest, I talked to so many people this past weekend. I can't remember 100% of what uh, <laughs> Ginger Jess told me, but, um, but other than that, it's a pretty, pretty neat bottle. It's diamond. I would say shaped. It's got, mm -hmm. it comes to a point at the front it says Sagamore in the glass on both sides has, the three diamonds on both sides of that neat bottle and neat colors for this. Uh, it's almost holographic, uh, kind of it's like a and blue. dark Navy purple, right? Yeah. It's a Navy. And I would say this is like a copper color. Yeah. And the, you put it perfectly, the holographic look to it. It's got like a little bit of a sheer or a sheen to it. Yeah. It, it, uh, the label looks good. I'm, I favorite color blue. I wonder why, um, <laughs> Uh, so this spot, I'm definitely drawn to the bottle. Um, now, there was a story behind this. You were given a sample of this before you actually had the bottle itself, right? I, I don't remember where I had it, though. You t you say that, and that's exactly right. I had it somewhere, and I had to run out. I was in Nashville when I had it. I don't know if it was from my brother-in-law or if it was at Brinkman's and he didn't have any. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I had it, but I ran out to Total Wine in Brentwood and grabbed the last bottle on the shelf of this double oak. I was like, oh, I got it, Brandon. <laughs> yes, you did. And then we got a sample. And now we're here and we're going to do another review on it. So you asked me nosing it. Um, I got dark fruit, toasted marshmallow, uh, some chocolate on the nose. Definitely some oak there. Say some cherry. Um, very beautiful nose this is one of my favorite noses to be honest like these double oaks oh yeah the double oaks do do great because that that toasty like you said toasty marshmallow yep. 
the sweetness of the toast comes through very well. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had a I haven't had a bad toasted open yet. No. And this is a rye. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, this is a rye. It's won some awards, um, and it's again, it's uh, using that low char on the eighteen months in an additional barrel, uh, and I believe it's a like different type of barrel on the inside. I think it was a wavy um, cut on the barrel, is what I was reading. So there's a little more surface area. Uh, yeah, toasted wave stave barrels for an additional eighteen months. So that increases. Um, the service area. And I'm assuming that that's going to be uh, Kelvin barrels, which is who that's been experimenting with that cut and those staves. Can't 100% speak to it, but I believe Kelvin was the uh, originator, at least the the innovator on that. So that would be what I'm guessing here. But yeah, very strong, uh, toasty nose. What do you you get out of all this? Well, you mentioned it's won some awards. It has on my, on my neck, it has a little another label wrapped around. It says 96 points from the Toasting Panel magazine. And then I can't quite read, but I got, I'm going to guess this is San Francisco, double gold. I can't read Wine and Spirits Wholesale of America. That can't be right. But I got double gold. <laughs> it double gold something. Sticker label. Yeah, so yeah, on the nose, I immediately get some toast. Toast right mm-hmm. away. I know. I know now. After having a couple of toasted different bourbons, whiskeys, rye, I can catch a toast. Especially, I, I feel like Elijah Craig toasted is one I've destroyed as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done a lot of taste testing, difference blind between the toasted and the regular, and I can always pick the toast up. So, so on the nose, I think it's got more of a bourbon nose to it. But then when you go to the palate, you definitely get the rye pulling out of that, the tingling uh, from the rye. I think it's warm right up front. Um, I think it hits a little harder than the 96.6 that's on the bottle itself. And I think that's probably more so mm. the rye coming through. Mm. But boy, some chocolate toffee. Um, I still feel more like a, a s'mores out of this. Very yummy pour. Uh, what do you think? Yes, it's it's a unique taste. Um, again, I don't drink a lot of rye, so for me, it's unique. I get, I do get that chocolate. I get that toffee, um, marshmallow. It just it's creamy. I think mm-hmm. is the whole the whole drink is just creamy and it's delicious. Every time I every time I have, I, f- I forget how good it is sometimes. It's got a creaminess to it, but there's also I'm gonna call it pop roxy, where you feel like you got little little tingles uh on your tongue it's not like a huge widespread tingle but there's just like little pops and pringles and little pops and little sticks right there here and there yeah i don't know that i get that this time though i get that bite of the rye flavor um it definitely drinks a little bit higher than 96 but not much i'd say like maybe you know a bonded or a little 102 at the most but part of that is that rye spice Mm-hmm. Definitely. I would say that this is a good pour to give someone who's not a fan of rye, but who's a fan of bourbon as a bridge rye. Right. Right. You're bridging the gap. I've had Woodford. I've had Mick, Mick, Michter's. We've had a Michter's, Toasted yes. rye. Had, mm-hmm. Um, when I say Woodford already, Elijah Craig. Which one did you tell me that was? Oh, I, I haven't you, had... Old, Old Forester 1910 is a double oaked. I don't uh, think you I have, have that. 
You just had a double look from Starlight. That was a rye as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was. So there's a lot more out there, and there's still more coming out. Uh, it's one of the more popular things to do nowadays is toast it uh, with a finish. So Michael Burns on our Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball podcast rating scale. Where do you rate this whiskey? Mm-hmm. This guy, it's, it's an all-star for me. Um, I would go to it. Cue yeah, no. music. Hey now, you're an all-star. It's a rye. I just put it in a rye as an all-star. Um, this is a rye that I would recommend every time. You know, hey, this if you if that's on the if that's on the menu, get it. Yeah, it's probably not an expensive pour. This is one that Michael has been raving and ranting about for the last for the entire time that I've pretty much known him. He's been <laughs> all about the Sagamore. Uh, double oak rye and i am going to go with an everyday player on this um, i've seen it in stores i haven't grabbed it just because i have so much right now that like and i had a sample so i was like oh, i don't need to grab it because i've got a sample from michael have but, you had this before? you had this before at my house but that was it yeah at your house and I, I even passed up on a sample this past weekend at the whiskey fest in malloy's in chicago which you'll hear more about in episode 30 uh on our podcast or you probably already heard about it because this is going to be dropping off after that podcast but yes i'm going with everyday player for those new to our podcast we've got a baseball rating scale hall of fame top of the top which is the best of the best we haven't done one yet so that's how rare and unique this is and this is Probably Bourbon Review 50, 55 or so for us between our normal podcasts and our reviews. Uh, All-star, Michael just rated. This is probably your fourth. Yeah, I would think so. Oh, first rye. First rye on my on that all-star list. That is the second best. All-star. Next, everyday player. That's my rating. That's a player that you have every day in your lineup. He's an impactful player. May not be an all-star, but someone you can rely on day in and day out. And that's one of those that's always going to have a spot on your bar. But you're not going to it every day, per se. But you wouldn't mind pouring it every day if you had to. Bench is the next guy. That is a mix-up player. That's someone who comes off the bench with a big pinch hit with a home run. Uh, maybe a fill-in player here or there. Or a defensive replacement. Maybe even a spot starter. Just like baseball. That's one of those that every once in a while you go and mix things up and go grab a pour of that. And then finally, designate for assignment. You go. Go find another home. Do not have a spot on my glass. bench. Don't you want you on my glass. Flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Uh, if I'm going to use you, I'm using you in cocktails because I'm just trying to water you down. Yep. Now, you know, one thing that we I like to talk about and like to ask you, what would get you to the next level? This is an everyday player for you. What would get this to an all-star for you? I think that the, the finish lacks just a little bit. I think the finish, if I was looking for a little bit more flavor, uh, it's been two minutes since I last had a sip and I don't really taste much. Um, to be honest. So if it lasted a little bit longer on a finish, there was a little bit more sweetness to the finish. This would totally be an all-star for me, uh, but a very good pour nonetheless. Yeah. I just burped a little bit and it tasted good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it still tasted good. Um, I can agree there. What would get this from an all-star to hall of fame for me if it wasn't a rye? <laughs> that's what i figured your answer was gonna be if this had the word bourbon on the bottle michael would have just said hall of famer it wouldn't have that rye flavor which is the downer for me but this is so marshmallow for me if it wasn't a rye it would taste like the other one uh, the bourbon that i think tastes like a huge marshmallow that isn't toasted actually and it's old forester 
uh, single barrel barrel strength. Those old Forcer sibs are so good. Speaking of so good, uh, we are a bourbon and baseball podcast. We just did a whiskey review, but I do want to throw in some baseball on this podcast, Michael. Uh-oh. Trivia. We do this in our normal episodes, and I figured we could start doing them in our reviews because it's not going to add too much time. This Baltimore rye, this is a Maryland rye, so Baltimore Orioles. They last made the playoffs in 2016. They've got a chance this year, and they played the Toronto Blue Jays in the wildcard round in 2016. Who was the starting pitcher for that Baltimore Orioles team? Um... In that game. In 2016, John Means was not there yet. Nope. Um, Let's go with Kevin Gosman. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. That is incorrect. I believe Gosman and Bundy were on the team, but it was Chris Tillman. Chris Tillman, okay. I'm and I believe he went one and one third of an inning in that game, oh, and they no. lost by a score of five to two. I would have expected oh. him to them to lose a lot bigger than five to two with just seeing the stat line of one point one innings pitch. But that's when Buck Showalter like pulled him early, and I think that was also the year that they didn't use Zach Britton to win the game. That, or at least I, I, I remember time. that huge controversy. Yep, Zach yeah. Britton, the best pitcher in baseball that year, yeah. didn't pitch in the playoffs for his playoff yeah. team. Hasn't really done anything since, but hey, nonetheless, hey. Uh, Chris Tillman is the answer, and uh, we just reviewed Sagamore Double Oak Rye Whiskey from Sagamore Spirits from Sagamore Spirits out in Baltimore, Maryland. Go check them out. Very, very much would recommend this. And as you heard from Michael, it's an all-star, uh, hey, just now. like Smash Mouth. So that has been Barrels and Barrels, the Bourbon and Baseball Podcast Whiskey Review. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us if you've made it here so far through this 20-minute podcast. we've Thank you for that. Find out more about our page on our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram pages at Barrels, the letter N, Barrels Pod. Barrels and Barrels Pod. You can find us on Twitter, Barrels and Barrels, and email us if you have any questions. Maybe you want some BNB merch. We've got hats. We've got shirts. We've got stickers. Reach out to us, barrelsandbarrels at gmail.com. What to look out for here down the road. We've got more bourbon and whiskey reviews on the way. Some interviews coming up here shortly, as well as uh, at one point we'll do Bourbon 101. If you want some information about what makes a whiskey a bourbon, or rather than just regular whiskey or rye whiskey, I do have a short up on our Instagram page with a breakdown of that, but we'll do more of a 101 and break it down even more in depth at some point. We've been teasing that for almost a year here, so we'll finally get that done. Uh, <laughs> and of course, we've got more podcasts. All about you. Yeah. All about us. That's, yeah, that's, all that's about. Been, always been teased too. Yes. We'll learn about Michael at some point here soon and myself. So that has been another episode of Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon Baseball Podcast. Find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, Google, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Please rate us and review us just like we rated and reviewed this whiskey with our open and honest thoughts. We gave you our 100% truth and thoughts behind this. This was not a bottle that was gifted to us or given to us. So uh, Sagamore Spirits, Double Oak Rye, go grab some. There we go. Yeah, I would I would recommend it. It's it's tasty even for a rye. Yes, it is. And you heard that because Michael said it was an all-star. But Michael Burns, any last words for our friends, family, viewers, listeners? Nope. Let us know if you want a hat. Yeah. Let us know if you want a shirt. Otherwise, let's go.